broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Cumming, Georgia, it's time for Forsyth Business Radio. And hello again, friends, and welcome back to Forsyth Business Radio. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and we are broadcasting live from the beautiful Forsyth County Chamber of Commerce. I am joined in studio today for a special episode of Giving Back to Forsyth. We have creative enterprises in the house, Lee McIntosh, who is the CEO, Lisa Bennett, who is the regional manager, and also Abby Otwell, who is the regional coordinator. Well, I'm excited to have you here as I just learned about your mission and I just got a tour of your facility. For those listening who might not be local and might not be familiar with your initiative, please give them an idea about what you all do at Creative Enterprises. Creative Enterprises was established as a nonprofit agency that um, is a training and employment program for adults with disabilities. And we have been operating since 1976, but we just got to coming, what year? 2016. And you already had a footprint in Gwinnett County, correct? Yes. So Creative Enterprises has been around as a whole for how long? Since 1976. 1976. And the overall mission? To try to assist adults with disability. Most of them have aged out of the school system at some point to be as independent as possible. And so each person's different. It's an individualized plan we have for each person. And depending on what they want, we're, we're either providing educational opportunities for them where they're learning about all kinds of things, including some life skills, socialization, um, even academic things. Or if they want to go to work, we have a whole job placement team, and we try to help them find jobs within the community. Lisa, why don't you tell us about your experience with Creative Enterprises? I worked for the school system for 35 years, and after that amount of time, I decided that it was time to retire, and I got connected with Lee um, from Creative McIntosh, and she, um, we talked about the needs of Forsyth County, and I wanted to bring a program to Forsyth that would be very similar to Creative Enterprises. But coming from the school system, I knew nothing about the ins and outs of running a business that dealt with Medicaid as the the payer and all the things that go along with running a day program. Um, So Lee took it to her board and decided that it would be a good good thing for us to do to have a satellite program in coming and be creative enterprises and coming for Scythe County as a satellite. So that started a whole world of opportunity for not only people in Forsyth, but we also served some people in Cherokee, North Fulton. Um, I think we had people in Dawson and Lumpkin, but since we opened in Forsyth in 2016, we also opened in Dawson in 2021. 21, okay. Um, We opened in Dawson County in 2021. Um, and that's kind of met our mission throughout the whole meeting with Lee for the first time was to spread what they do uh, to other areas of the county, of the state. So that's what, when in Forsyth, we were doing so well and serving so many people. We had a lot of people from Dawson, and that's why we looked toward 
um, opening it up in Dawson County because we're not looking for where we can go that we can serve the most people and make the most money. We're going for where there are no services and where there are people who need help. So from Dawson County, we opened up White County this year in July, and um, it's going along really well. They need a lot of education on what's out there, but that's what we're here for, and we're here to give as many people with uh, disabilities an opportunity to be, be a big member of their community. Put that into perspective for those who might not know, who might not have any experience with people or children or adults with disabilities. Give some some averages or some statistics of how many people participate in your program, the age range of people that participate, and the need that you fulfill through providing these services. I can talk about Forsyth. I'll let Abby talk about Dawson. Um, in Forsyth, we started with six clients, individuals. Um, I worked for the school system. I thought I knew everybody back then in 2016, and I thought they would all come running to creative, but that didn't happen. It takes time for the word to get out and for them to get the funding. So it took a while, but we would slowly increase probably 10 people the first year, 10 the second, and then it kind of took off, and now we're up to 107 clients at in Forsyth County alone. Um, so, and then we we probably would have more if we had not opened Dawson. But we opened Dawson, and I'll let Abby talk about that program. Yeah, so when we opened Dawson, we opened in, uh, or we're still in, an old basement building from a church there. And we were able to take six of our clients that we already had that were coming to our Forsyth campus who were Dawson County residents and opened that program. Um, and in the two years that we've been open, we're now serving, I think it's 37 total out of that program. Um, and in Dawson County, it's been a little different. It's been a little bit harder to convince people to get the waiver and to get to apply for the funding. Um, but we're rocking and rolling on that. We've been in the schools talking to the teachers and we're hoping, you know, to continue welcoming new clients in Dawson as well. Congratulations on the expansion. The clients that you serve might otherwise not have anywhere to go during the day. They have a variety of needs on all different spectrums. So talk about your passion behind and talk about the wide range that you serve as well. So one of the things that I want to say is that we believe that every person has worth and has something to contribute. And I know I learn from our folks every day. I think all of us would say the same thing that we learn really valuable lessons from the people that we serve. But the reality is in a lot of the communities in Georgia, there are no services for them once they leave the school system. And that means they sit at home. And anybody who sits at home, I think people learn this through the pandemic, yeah. is, you know, you you kind of decline if you're not being stimulated. Um so we think it's really important to get them into programs. And what that does, it's got a benefit for the whole community because not only do they benefit because they're learning, they're um, engaged, they're doing something they enjoy, they're becoming more independent, they're reaching a higher potential. But then it also allows their family members who usually there's a caretaker in the family, usually that's mom, it allows mom some freedom. So maybe mom can get a job and that can contribute to income in the family 
income in the community. Mom now is helping the community by whatever work she's doing, or if maybe she just needs that respite time away during the day so that, because with parents, you know, they have these people 24-7 for the rest of their lives. So they, everyone needs a break sometimes. It, it's like kids that don't necessarily grow up. If we can get the client place too, they also eventually become taxpayers rather than tax recipients. And so that's a win-win for everybody in the entire community. So it's really exciting. I think people don't realize that programs like this can be valuable for the whole community. The um, the clients learn so much and they enjoy it and then they get to have peers that they can socialize with at other times. So it's just a, it's a fun, positive thing, I think, for everybody. I had the privilege of, t- of touring your Forsyth facility not too long ago. And there were different, I guess you could say sections or, or floors with different activities and different uh, educational programs going on tailored to the abilities of the individuals. So we had some workforce readiness with resume writing. We had some crafts, but I think there's a piece behind that about the piecework. I think one important thing is that we believe people should have choices. So we allow the folks that we work with to choose the kinds of things they want to do. During the pandemic, again, a lot of our choices is anybody. Those choices were taken away. And I think we all had a hard time having to deal with that. So we have taught our clients that they get to choose the kind of classes they're interested in, the outings they want to go on, the work they want to do. We do bring work in-house so that um, it's work for businesses in the community where we just basically provide the labor for those jobs and then our clients are paid we have a special certificate that we use that we can pay them um, a piece rate to do what they do and when we feel like they've got the necessary skills and behaviors to work on a job and they're ready to go then we try to place them and we actually will go to work with them in the beginning We'll teach them the job. We work with the employer to try to make sure that they're successful. We'll come back and and check on them several times a month for however long we need to do that. And then eventually, we'll, we will when we feel like they're going to be successful, we pull out and the they become a an employee of that employer, and they're no longer our client, which is very exciting yeah. for all of us. They completed, and uh, when I toured, I actually got to see some friends that I recognize from our local pizzeria here, Sliceability. Shout out to Jenny Smith. Lisa, your passion for this is just so deeply rooted, and I know you have a personal story too. I don't, it started when I was probably about 14 and just carried on throughout my life. That's been my purpose, I feel like. Um, I had non Hodgkin's lymphoma and had two bone marrow transplants, continued to work for the school system at that time. And so after that, I decided that, or I guess God decided to tell me that it was time to move on, and creative enterprises kept coming up, and I, it was like, um, somebody else is going to do that. I know they are, you know. I'm content, I'll just stay here, but, you know, we can't stay content, so 
kind of got pushed um, after I survived all the transplants and all the chemo, and I've had nine surgeries since that um, to go in this direction and to help people or adults with disabilities. Never thought I would enjoy it as much as I did working with students with disabilities, but this has been a whole new world, and it's been it's been absolutely wonderful. I do have to say, because you all were so kind to show me around, and just the response of your clients and the participants when you walked around to each classroom, everybody just flocked to you and just, Miss Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. So it is evident how you pour in to your clients and your friends and loved ones, because it's more than just a job for you. It's truly what you, what you breathe daily. It definitely is, and I love them as much as they love me, but also I treat them like I would. You hold them accountable. I definitely do, uh-huh. and, and you know, you were talking about the different floors and different education pieces. You know, we have some clients who are lower functioning, who are in wheelchairs and can't talk, but the, what I see as the education part for them is that the socialization and the getting to be around other people and to see that, oh gosh, they're having fun here and we're, you know, we're learning something and we're doing it together and I have friends. And I think that's a very important part of, of the other classes who may not be working on resumes right now. It's a sense of community that you provide and it's, uh, you know, they're, they're amongst their peers and we all enjoy that. Absolutely. Abby, I'd like to bring you into the conversation because the little bit that I got to know about you, you also have an educational background that is beneficial to this world. So tell us a little bit about uh, your history and how you got to Creative Enterprises. Absolutely. So I graduated from the University of Georgia with my bachelor's degree in social work. And then I went ahead and went on to Georgia State and got my master's degree in social work. And right after I graduated, I ended up being in a wedding with Lisa's son And again, it was like divine intervention. God knew where I needed to be. And um, Hutch and I actually got to talking and talking about what I was planning to do. And he was like, well, you really need to talk to my mom. So he got me her email and we set up a meeting and I was wanting to open my own program. And Lisa was like, "Mm, two heads are better than one. Why don't you just work here? And the rest is history. Um, Lisa and I call ourselves the dream team and we've been that ever since. So uh, we work really well together and we've been able to serve a lot of families in the past six years. And it's some work I'm really proud of. Well, you all make a dynamite team, I must say. Give us an example of what a day-to-day might look like in your world. If you can even define a singular What have I not done at Creative Enterprises is a better question. Um, I've even changed a toilet out in one of my days at Creative. So I do a little bit of everything, but most of the time I'm, um, you know, dealing with clients. If maybe they're having a rough day or we're having some behaviors, I'm typically the person that intervenes in that. I also am on the phone with parents a lot, um, doing meetings with families, doing the intakes, giving tours. Uh, I'll, I'll do whatever's needed to be done around the place, uh, but that's the day-to-day for me. I think we all wear many hats, but mm-hmm. Abby, even today, she's going to be this evening at a commissioner's meeting speaking, so she wears lots of hats. For those of you just joining us, um, Lisa Bennett, Lee McIntosh, and Abby Otwell of Creative Enterprises are joining us today on Giving Back to Forsyth. Ladies, it is an exciting time for you because you are expanding, okay? And I understand that you are in the midst of a capital campaign And that is new to me, so I will let you expand. And Abby, I'm told you're the point person for that. 
So in our Forsyth County campus, we are currently serving 108 clients out of a church building built in 1957. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. And um, it shows that it was built that long ago. And we're just out of space. We've renovated every area that we can renovate. And we have clients in every area that we can have clients. So um, Lisa and I decided that we were just crazy enough to launch a campaign to raise somewhere around $2.7 million to build a new building. Our first hurdle was to raise the first million to break ground, and we can happily say that we have done that. Um, But we still have a long way to go, and there's still a lot of money that we need to raise to be able to make this dream a reality for the adults we serve. To put that into perspective, for those that live in Forsyth County, you guys are located just right up the street off of Pilgrim Mill. Pilgrim Mill. So you all own the land, correct? Okay, so we're looking to demolish the existing building. No, we're going to retain that and use it for other services and build an additional facility to accommodate all the other needs on the existing land. Correct. So the goal is with the new building, it's a barn dominium style building, is to be able to house 200 clients out of that building alone. And then we'll keep our current building to still hold classes in and to still run program while we're building our new building. That's so exciting. I know that the challenge seems steep in the raising of funds, but congratulations as you've already reached your first benchmark. Um, To own the land itself right there is, is paramount. For those listening and they want to be a part of this growth, if they want to participate or they want to contribute, how can they do so? There's two really good ways to keep up with this project. So one would be through our Facebook page. We're constantly posting pictures and progress, and it's just a good way to see our clients and what we're up to every day. But also, if you go to www.buildcreative.org, you can keep up with the building progress, and there's a link there to donate. www.buildcreative.org. Who do you look to connect with in an effort to spread the word and kind of help move the needle towards your ultimate goal? Honestly, our community has been so amazing to us, Um, and a lot of it's been smaller businesses who have been our best partners, but any business in our county, and not only just to raise money, but we need places to place our clients and jobs. Um, We go on outings every month, so anywhere that, you know, might be willing to host us for an outing, we'd love that too. Any way that we can connect with people in our community, we're open to doing so. What type of outings do you guys go on? Various outings. Yeah. They usually have an eating outing so they can pick a restaurant. You know, if we ask them in a class of 10, where, where would y'all like to go eat? We'll get 10 different responses. Of course. So we as staff try to narrow that down to two places that are affordable and that can hold us because a lot of places aren't big enough. And then the clients choose which one of those two they'd like to go to. So, and then we have a recreation or some type outing. Sometimes we'll, like at Christmas time, we'll go to the mall, um, North Point Mall. Um, We went to the Pumpkin Patch. Yeah, shout out to Bottoms Tree Farm. They hosted us uh, last month at the Pumpkin Patch, and they loved it. It was so fun, but we were in that corn maze for a little too long for my liking. (laughs) We're also taking a group um, to the sensory-friendly performance of the Nutcracker. We've got groups that will be ringing the bell for the Salvation Army. Our The folks we serve like to give back, too. So the Salvation Army is really in need of bell ringers, and that's for anyone out there you know, to sign up. They really need your help. Um, but our clients are going to do that on two different days that are coming up soon. We're, ta- we've, we're taking them to the Gladiators game. 
it's a daytime game. Mm-hmm. Trying to find things that they can do during the day is somewhat challenging, but with the holidays coming up, there's lots of options. Activities, yeah. Another fun way to partner with us at Forsyth, we just launched a program called Creative Scoops, and it's an ice cream cart. And we go, um, businesses can rent the cart, and we come to your business and sell ice cream. And it's super fun. Typically a $300 minimum, um, and we'll stay until we sell that amount of ice cream, but we're willing to work with smaller businesses. So you can check us out on our Facebook page or on our website. Um, and there's more information on there, but it's an old hot dog cart from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. It's pretty cool. Nice. So it's authentic. Oh yeah. We've revamped it. It's bright uh, blue and pink. It's, it's a fun time. And who doesn't love ice cream? That's what I'm saying. It's Jenny's and Hershey's too. It's good Ooh, ice cream. Making me hungry. Ladies, please share with us success story of this year, something that is just outstanding that you want to share with our listeners. I think the fact that we were able to open up White County so quickly this year, um, we had a, actually had a parent come to Lee and ask about our services up there. And we checked it out, and I think because we've been able to open, it's an old police station, renovated, um, Everyone seems to love coming. The parents are very happy. So I think that's a success story for creative is that we're able to branch out north and continue to grow and serve. Yeah, we're we're not seeking out places to go. They seek us out. And so when they come to us and we feel like there will be a grassroots community effort behind this because we can't go into just any community. We don't know the people. So it takes someone in the community who already has those contacts, who's willing to help, and then we will go in and try. We know how to do the service, um, but we don't have all the connections that you need in a community. So this is the way we have found that this works for us. And as far as growth, would you like to see a creative enterprises in, you know, almost every county? I think it's more about trying to see people served who do not have services. You know, I feel really bad that there are Georgians out there who aren't served. And so if there's a way we can help with that, I think that's where all of us all of us have our heart is just trying to get those services to people, whatever that means. Well, that is a part of your values. Those we serve come first. And another yes. is respect for all persons. Choose your attitude. I think everybody could benefit from that that pillar. And also provide excellence in service. Those are outstanding. Now, who came up with those? We spent a long time on that, and we had some focus groups with our staff. Um, We talked to some of our clients. It took months, but, you know, it finally came down to those four things as being the most important, we thought. I would agree. And just out of curiosity, how did the name come about? So that happened back in 1976. There was an interim director at that point, the very first one, and she really was ahead of her time because she wanted a name that didn't tell what we did exactly. She didn't want it to be called something that you just knew it was about people with disabilities. And when she came up with Creative Enterprises, it left the options open to do a lot of different things, and we've certainly done that over the years. And I like the fact that we're not, you know, you're not tagged as something that's only about people with disabilities. Because sometimes, well, back in 1976, there was a bit of a stigma with Mm -hmm. that. 
I think we've gotten rid of a lot of that stigma over the years. I would agree. And I'd say each and every one of you use your creativity in order to bring this dream to life and in order to satisfy your clients and serve the community as well. Ladies, as we round the end of our segment, I'd like to give you an opportunity to share a final word with the audience or a parting thought. And we'll start with Abby. I just think that my favorite part of my job has been, I've had great mentors in these women and in the six years that I've been there, when I started and we had 24 clients, you could not have told me five years from now we'd be building a brand new building because we were out of room. And I think it's just awesome to see how the mission and drive behind a few people can really change a community. I agree, Abby. Um, I think that since I've done this for so long that my dream has always been to be able to go out in the community, have people with disabilities um, be accepted by the community and them not be afraid of them. And and as I watch people, they're not afraid of them. They're afraid of what they're going to do. Like, are they going to hug me? Are they going to, you know, what? And people don't know how to react to that, so they stay away from them. And I've seen that over and over and over. And so we're trying to work on that with our clients. And we say we, we try not to hug them, but it's very hard, hard for yeah. us um, to do that. But we have to so it will carry over so that won't happen in the community because that scares people. And I want people to feel completely comfortable with anybody in our group coming up to them, shaking their hand and introducing themselves. And that's that's kind of my goal for this year. Um, for our people to be able to do that. I think for me, when I look back, you know, it's been my honor to to work with this population. I've just learned so much and grown so much as a human. I thought that, you know, I was doing this to provide for them, but I think it's a two-way street for sure. Um, we we give and we, we get back more than we give so many times. There's so much value in all people, and if we can learn that and try to stay positive, even when, I mean, when you see our folks going through all the things they go through, but they keep this positive attitude, the whole world could benefit from what they would learn from that, I think. And so if we can get that message out to people, um, I think the whole world would be a better place. I agree with you, and I have to tip my hat to you ladies for just pouring in your heart and soul to the work that you do. It's completely evident, just the look on your faces. I know how rewarding and challenging it can be, so I thank you for your service. For those of you listening out there who would like to participate or learn more, you heard it from the ladies. You can check them out online. Uh, Their website is www.creativeenterprises.com. And that is plural. And for our guests today, Lisa Bennett, Lee McIntosh, and Abby Otwell, this has been a very special segment of Forsyth Business Radio on Business Radio X. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and we will catch you next time on Giving Back to Forsyth. Forsyth.